Hello, my name is Reverend Jodie Stowell. I'm the Vicar of St Mike's Harrow and this is St Mike's Podcast. You're very welcome here. Today is the 16th of June and it is the Tuesday after the first Sunday of Trinity. We begin with our reading. Luke chapter 12 verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. Ah, brothers, throughout scripture, we are painted a picture of the human problem. And you may recall a number of stories of scripture which begin, there were two brothers. The brother problem, which is really the human problem, and which finds itself given voice in Cain's cry after he kills his brother Abel in the story of Genesis chapter 4. Am I my brother's keeper? To which the inevitable answer is, yes. Yes, we are responsible for the well-being of each other. A responsibility which, sadly, human beings have trouble with. I do love the way in which the stories of Jesus often don't make sense. Contradictions abound and the reader is forced to wonder what it means, and what it means for their own life today. In this story, Jesus says, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? When the man tells Jesus to tell his brother off for not sharing the inheritance with him, am I my brother's keeper? We're not sure of this man's situation. But it would be normal, I imagine, for an older brother to have the lion's share of the family inheritance at this time. Perhaps he thought Jesus was a soft touch and that he could squeeze more out of his brother with the power of the new healer on his side. Jesus is being used uh, to benefit him. Or perhaps somehow the younger brother had inveigled the inheritance from the older brother. 
as scripture tells us, younger brothers can be quite adept at that. Perhaps we have Esau and Jacob before us. Initially, sharing seems like a good and generous thing to do, a thing that Jesus would be on the side of. But family complications might explain Jesus' somewhat ambivalent response to the man in the crowd. But then he tells a story which seems to contradict his arbitration veto, in which the land of a rich man produces abundantly, but he keeps it all for himself. The man is deemed a fool because he will die that night and it is all for nothing. It can seem that Jesus was telling this parable for the brother with all the inheritance. But maybe it's for the other brother, with his eyes greedy for more than he already has, which may even be a few barns full of grain and goods. I'm struck this morning by the news around providing for children who struggle to have enough to eat over the summer holidays. During the pandemic, when children would have been at school, they have been provided with a way of receiving the school meals that they would have received had they been able to be at school. Over the summer, this will stop, as it would have had schools been open and simply shutting for summer holidays. This is not a new injustice. It has simply been highlighted because now we see it can be undone. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. And I wonder what it means then for us to be rich towards God. The stories of scripture always root our spiritual orientation in the flesh and blood, the muck and mess of real human life. All the rules of the Hebrew scriptures, what Christians call the Old Testament, give concrete ways in which our hearts orientated towards God should be shown in our behaviour towards others, often articulated as our behaviour particularly towards the oppressed and the marginalised. We have a God who is called the God of the widow and the orphan, those who would have been on the outside of society, who would have been at risk of hunger and lost meals. Remember the story of Ruth, the widow, who was allowed to glean the leftovers from the field. This was considered to be justice, to leave enough in the fields for those who needed it. And Boaz, the owner of the field, was considered to be rich towards God for doing it. We are responsible for one another. And in the well-being of the other, we will find our well-being. In being rich towards God, we are rich towards one another. And in this, we find we are blessed. Desmond Tutu, uh, the Archbishop in South Africa, um, and famous for his work towards ending apartheid and bringing peace and reconciliation in that land, invokes the language of Ubuntu, which means 
I am because we are when talking about overcoming this human problem. And he says this, Ubuntu is very difficult to render into a Western language. It speaks of the very essence of being human. When we want to give high praise to someone, we say, you u nobuntu. Hey, so-and-so has Ubuntu. Then you are generous, you are hospitable, you are friendly and caring and compassionate. You share what you have. It is to say, my humanity is inextricably bound up in yours. We belong in a bundle of life. Go well into your day and may you come again soon to our doors. Mm -hmm.